0: are tons of podcasts on the internet where the host is underqualified. This is not one of those podcasts. Mark Skelton has a bachelor's in psychology, a master's in clinical mental health counseling, and currently working on his doctorate in clinical psychology. And he has over 10 years of working in the field of psychology. Qualified. Qualified. If it's mental health, psychology, empowerment, and self-improvement, he knows his stuff. During this show, you'll learn about general topics of psychology concepts and theories. Everything from neuroscience, psychology of fear, brain foods, psychoanalysis. What is therapy? What is depression? This is the Skelton Report. And this is your host, Mark Nathaniel Skelton.
1: This is Mark Skelton. Welcome to The Skelton Report, a podcast for the people. If you're joining us for the first time, you are my honored guest. And if you are returning, you know that I appreciate the love. I think we have a very informative episode today as we take a look at how slavery may have impacted the way that we view property and materials. So let's go ahead and get started. I have a startling statistic that I found from the Washington Post in an article titled, Why the Racial Wealth Gap Persists More Than 150 Years After Emancipation. So, in this article uh, it's, it's highlighted that in 1863, black Americans owned one half of 1%, 0.5% of the national wealth today it's just over watch this 1.5 percent for roughly the same percentage of the overall population what accounts for this stagnation over eight generations since the emancipation alright why the questions building the case why do we not own and or disregard property what accounts for our spending habits Could this be related to a mentality that was developed during slavery? Just just lifting that question. Now, this is the subject matter of today's episode and of the book, Breaking Chains of Psychological Slavery, by a black psychologist named by Dr. Naeem Akbar, who posits that a lot of today's behaviors may find its roots in slavery. Now, this is a disclaimer. I am not a spokesman and or interpreter for the works of Dr. Naeem Akbar, but I'm a seeker of truth and I believe that it's very important for us to lift up the experts in our community who has works that may be able to help our current situation. So for today, we're going to be talking about the three main points will be property and material during slavery. Number two will be this mixed attitude that was created due to slavery of resentment and unnatural attraction towards material objects and last we're going to talk about low ownership but high fashion today so let's go ahead and just dive right into the material so let's start with the first point property and material dr. Akbar brings up a great point he shares that slaves were permitted to own nothing or very little during slavery he highlights that jewelry fine material, clothing, all that was reserved for the slave master. Now, he quotes Frederick Douglass, an ex-slave and abolitionist, in his writings, My Bondage, My Freedom. uh, Frederick Douglass outlines how much that a slave could own uh, property-wise during slavery. Listen to this. Basically, the yearly allowance of clothing for the slaves on his plantation consisted of two tow linen shirts such linen as the course's crash towels are made of one pair of trousers and a jacket of woolen most slavesly put together for winter one pair of yarn stockings and one pair of shoes of the course's descriptions listen to this the slaves entire apparel Could not have cost more than eight dollars per year. The allowance of food and clothing for the little children was committed to their mothers or to the older slave women having care of them. Children were unable to work in the field, children who were unable to work in the field had neither shoes, stockings, jackets, nor trousers given to them. Basically, if you fail to keep yourself together. Hey, you was naked until the next allowance day. $8. Think about that. $8 a year. You had two shirts, a jacket, one pair of pants. We ought to be thankful where we're at today. One pair of socks, one pair of shoes. Now, that that's kind of the belongings. EncyclopediaVirginia.org lets us know that slaves lived in these small barracks. So I'm just kind of laying it out, what we had. Small barrack styles. And you was forcibly uh, to live with those you were unrelated to, for obvious reasons. And this was more during the early years of slavery in importing of slaves. And then as the years went on and reproduction took place, they continued. And then these log cabins started coming into play. 12 by 14 foot. That is pretty small. Now, you compare these belongings to the slave master's house and this is what Dr. Akbar draws out. He calls it the big, the big house, a beautiful landscape, the uh, the masters having exquisite clothes and so much more. Now you tell me what impact you think that would have, you being a slave having these small amounts of belongings. And then you just not not across, not down the block, not down the street. I'm talking about in the same area. You just look across the stone's throw away and then you see this big house, landscape, nice clothing. What impact do you think that would have on you? Well, that raises the second point that Dr. Akbar kind of outlines, and that is the psychological impact of a mixed attitude. This mixed attitude was developed in the mental realm one of resentment on one hand and an unnatural attraction on the other what do I mean by that so the A of this is associations were made okay you're in the slave state you got slave objects but you have a masters status and power and this interplay taking place so when association happens that's when a connection or relationship between two or more, two or more items happens and so what happens is you start connecting where you're at and what you're seeing, and this ambivalence was developed. The state of having mixed feelings or contradictory ideas about something or someone. The example I use is when you graduate from high school, sometimes you have ambivalence. You're sad because you're leaving your friends, but you're happy because you're, you're moving on in life. You accomplish a goal, and you're holding those two feelings at the same time. That's what he posits is what happens when you grow up in this state. Let me talk about, hope that makes sense. So the first one is resentment and hatred. Dr. Akbar explains that we looked up to the items with awe that the slave master has, but also we had a hatred and a resentment towards it, and we resented and envied the master's possessions because those possessions were associated with freedom, and the power to direct one's life, family, and community. So then we begin to develop this resentment towards property. And a secret, watch this, unconscious delight in attacking it. Okay? And that's a defense mechanism that happens. There's a number of defense mechanisms we do to kind of uh, mitigate the, the, the feelings that we have towards something. And one of the ways that we express that, uh, I believe that Dr. Akbar outlines is passive-aggressive behavior. So he outlines we can't necessarily attack the master, okay? So we express it through neglectful behaviors of the property, breaking the tools, and, 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 and the like. So there's going to be more on this. So keep that in mind. So we develop this resentment and hatred towards property because we're sitting in log cabins while someone's sitting in the big house, all right, and it's not not necessarily any work that they've done, but the work we've done. So that there goes that resentment and uh, hatred development. So I hope you see that. Next is an unnatural attraction. This is what Dr. Akbar highlights. This this is on the other hand. So the cast-off hat, or dress, passed down from the big house to the cabin. So the slave master's clothing items were sometimes passed down to the slaves. And what happened was, by wearing Massa's, this is what he he, he quotes, by wearing master's old hat and mrs. old dress, one could play at being Massa or mrs. watch this, for a few fanciful moments. All right, sometimes this is, he outlines, this is sometimes seen in parenting, and I've seen it, like, my son puts on my shoes or my hat or something, and he, he feels like me and he acts like me for a second. So this is what was going on. And so what happens was that these items start to become clothing and and, and, and the like become a symbol of pride and status for the slave now Kenneth Stamp we learned about him from the last show he was a white historian who actually was an advocate for African Americans a historian on slavery and Civil War wrote in his works in his publication The Peculiar Institution in 1956 alright he states that the elegantly dressed slaves who promenaded the streets of the southern towns and cities on Sundays, the men in fine linens and bright waistcoats, the women in full petticoats and silk gowns, were usually the domestic servants of wealthy planters and townspeople's. Butlers, coachmen, maids, and valets had to uphold the prestige of their white families. All right. So... What happens is, and I like this term that he uses that these material objects and dregs of property became tokens of power. Okay? Keep that in mind token of powers. So, what do you think the result of that is today? All right? This mixed attitude, this resentment, and this unnatural affection is seen today in the African-American behaviors which can find its origins in slavery and so Dr. Akbar outlines in what forms how do we see these things well the the first one that he lists up that I find is a form of vandalism you guys have to get this book you have to get this book It's so enlightening so in, in vandalism we show a resentment and hatred towards property Dr. Akbar outlines that property Is still viewed as belonging to the master and not to the slave. He states that additional expressions when the African-American is thrown into public housing and rented properties, which are still, in fact, owned by the descendants of slave masters. Think about that for a little bit. Remember that association that I made. This is kind of what's happening on the unconscious level. So we <clears throat> unconsciously have these gratifying acts and we act out that long pers- present resentment of the master's property and dependence on the master. It is safer to neglect the property. Remember when I said that, or, uh, the passive aggressive behavior, it's safer to neglect the property than overtly be hostile towards the master, and today that would be against the state, against the government, against the man. Think about it. I think about in the, some of the major cities, some of the run-down areas, quote-unquote, are predominantly black areas. I can I could speak to that myself growing up. It just seems it may just not be that we don't have pride in where we live. Could this be part of the reason we don't feel like it's ours? We feel like we're carrying some of this, once again, that the the example that he uses, the ghost of the plantation. Are we carrying some of this unconscious resentment and hatred towards the master? All right, this is just something to think about. Something to think about. Also, the way that we have an unnatural attraction towards material objects. Spending habits. He outlines that large amounts of money are thrown away yearly on expensive flashy clothes, cars. Jewelry furniture to satisfy our longings because of this persistent wish to look like the slave master. The whole saying, keeping up with the Joneses. Dr. Akbar outlines that we tend to confuse. Remember, the token of power. These objects, masters hat, masters dress, these these objects, we confuse the token of power with genuine power based upon the slavery experience we spend a great energy um and wealth acquiring objects we we spend all our energy acquiring objects associated with power rather than real human social political and economic power wow and and, 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 and in the first episode I talked about the archetype and he, he outlines this is a reoccurrence of the old image of wearing master's disregarded hat and thinking that you have something. Mm, Proverbs talks about that. Let that sink in a little bit. So what we see and, and what he wants us to outline is that it is important that we caution the reader in considering these ideas that we remember these factors are only one aspect of what determines our behavior. So this is this doesn't determine everything, but is something to consider. The destructiveness and violence in the American society's present mentality, present mentality fosters vandalism. The materialism, which has overrun the Western mind, certainly has had its effect on the African American mind. we simply want to be aware of the predispositions which operate from within us and from our past which may influence us in the ways we do not realize. So what we need to understand is that we didn't have much, but the master did. And what happened was this created an association that made between master's property a mixed attitude of resentment towards the property, but also An unhealthy attraction towards objects and property and it could be manifesting today in the way that we spend our money and the things that we acquire so we're just looking to get tokens of power instead of acquiring real power just the thought it helps to bring understanding the main reason why I do this is to help bring understanding to the experiences and the behaviors today in an effort to heal. So that we can create a change. All right. So that's a little food for thought. I want you to join us next week. Where we're going to be talking about leadership. What impacts have slavery had on leadership? We got some good ones coming up. This is a good book. Grab the book once again. I'm not getting anything from it. I think it's on Amazon for about eleven dollars to twenty dollars if you get it new or used. Next, we're going to be talking about leadership. And he says probably one of the most destructive influences, which has grown out of slavery, is the disrespect of African American leadership. All right, I'm signing off, got a jet, it's finals week. Y'all keep me in the prayers, hope I do well, keep praying for you guys, and I'll catch you on the next go around. Peace.
0: You've been listening to The Skelton Report. Mark is an expert in mental health, psychology, empowerment, and self-improvement. This show is informative about science, research, and literature within professional psychology. If it's neuroscience, psychology of fear, brain foods, psychoanalysis, diving in depth about therapy and depression, and speaking to stigmas and issues within the minority and church communities. It's all here. We hope you enjoyed the show, and we hope you got some practical and useful information. We'll be back soon, but in the Meantime, follow us on Twitter and Instagram at skeleton underscore neuro. Check out the website at skeletonneurocounseling.com. And if you have questions or comments, email Mark at skeleton neuroscience at gmail.com. Till next time, this is the skeleton report, signing off for now.